0: OK, today's daf is Shabbos, Daf Kufnun Aleph. We are smack in the middle of the page Kufnun Aleph, Amen Aleph, the Mishnah, Alat Alatchum. So the Mishnah is an extension of yesterday's discussion regarding what a person's allowed to do on Shabbos. We went into what you're allowed to say on Shabbos, where you're allowed to walk to on Shabbos, you know, anticipating a malacha being done after Shabbos. So this Mishnah says like this, Alatchum, one is allowed to hang around uh, right before Matzah Shabbos, Alatchum, at the edge of the Tchum Shabbos for which purposes mm-hmm. lefakeach al kala. that after shabbos he's going to look into iskei kala so what does is iskei kala means we said we said yesterday it meant perhaps cutting a, a, a branch a myrtle branch mm-hmm. for the kala's bouquet or the chuppah and iskei hames would be to to bring the so these things you're allowed to wait around on shabbos at the edge of the Chum in order to bring him up to Shabbos. So this fits with Abba Shol. Now is Abba Shol's proof. Since I'm allowed to discuss sarche Kawa and sarche Mace on Shabbos, because there's no problem with a Daber because it's Minzoya is also your Chafotzim or Asabachette So Abba Shol's Chiddush was yesterday's app that, that since I'm allowed to talk about it, I'm allowed to also wait at the edge of the Chum for these things. Next case in the mission. Nachri shehevichalilin So back in the day when they had a leviah so what they would do is they would they would play the flute to get people to wail and to cry. So if a guy, if a non-Jew brought a in he brought a a flute b'shabes in order. To do a haspit with it, you can never, according to Rosh, you can never use this flute because a malacha was done on Shabbos by a Nahri for you, and therefore you can, it can never be used. Unless he came from close by. So then uh, it wasn't that big of a deal he brought it to you, so then we would say you're allowed to use it after Shabbos. And the Gemara is going to get into some of these uh, things. Uh, another halacha, asu loy Let's say the, the non Jews made a coffin for for the Yisrael, or I'm sorry, for himself, the lo'i, or they dug a kever, a grave. So since they did it for themselves, they didn't do it for a Yisrael. And again, this is doing it on Shabbos. So then you cover by Yisrael. Yisrael is allowed to use it right after Shabbos, no problem. They Yisrael, if they made it for a Jew, specifically for a Jew in a Jewish cemetery, loy covered by a you can never use this uh, grave. So we mentioned this briefly once upon a time, the Dunkin' Donuts Shiloh in Chicago. I'm sure any Jewish community has a Shiloh. So the, day, the last day of Pesach, so you know, your typical evening, who's buying donuts and muffins mm. at 9 o'clock at night? But the Dunkin' Donuts in the Jewish community, the ones that have Hashkacha, they know that uh, right after, right after Mariv, all the shoes are going to pack out, and then people are going to want to buy chametz right away. So what they do is they're baking Muffins or bagels, I don't know if they make the donuts, it depends on the location, or they're frying the donuts literally an hour before Pesach's over in order for the yiddin to be able to have donuts right after Pesach. So, halachically, you probably should not be allowed to buy those donuts. Maybe you have to wait the longest amount of time it would take for, uh, for them to make it after Pesach, because otherwise, you're having benefit that they made it for a Yisrael. Okay, let's keep going. Now, again, on a regular Shabbos, Matzah Shabbos is not such sort a of big crowd of Jews going, so even if they made it on Shabbos, they go to Breadsmith, Matzah Shabbos. They didn't make it for you. They made it. They made, they made muffins for the day, but here at Pesach, they know, once a year, they're going to have lines out the door. Nine o'clock at night is the, the night after Pesach. So that's the Gemara. The Gemara had mentioned, the Mishnah had mentioned that if the Nachri is bringing a flute uh, from a close place, so then there's no. Th- then then you're allowed to use it after Shabbos. So, my mukam karv. What does mi mukam karv mean? How, well, the Gemara sounds like it's asking how close, but really the Gemara is asking is how 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 far do I have to go to verify, uh, you know, where this flute was before Shabbos. So, Rav Amar, mi mukam karv mamish. You need to have no. You need to know for sure that this flute was not brought in from a distant place. Shmuel Amar. All I have to know is um, is, uh, is 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 uh, as long as there's a, there's a possibility that it wasn't brought in from too far, that is considered da'abi-mutter. So the, basically, you know the Gemara uses a funny uh, lashing here, the machlekes really is, Rav holds suffek l'chomra, which means if I'm not sure how far this flute was brought in, did, uh, did the uh, nahir bring it out from way out, you know, miles away, outside the tchom, so then, if I'm not sure, I have to be machmer and I cannot use it. And Shemuel says, no, maybe, shem achutz I mean, he was literally right outside the walls of our city, so besuffek you could be mekel. Now, you can ask, and this is a discussion in the Rishonim. At most, we're dealing with an Issa So why don't we say uh Lahakel? It's a very good question. So there's a sugi, which we're not going to discuss right now. There's a sugi of Davar Shieh Matirin, Something that you could use afterwards. So we, there we say Suffolk We are Machmer. It's the whole sugi in Betza Daf Gimel. So we'll, we'll save it for a different time. But you have Machlikas Rab and Shmuel. Do I have to know for sure that it was close by? Or even if I just as long as there's a decent chance that it was close by, then I could be makel. So the question was, why are we saying Suffolk uh, lachumra? Why is Rav saying suffik lachumra should be suffik lachok, suffik derbanu lakuva? Yeah. Right, right. We have to. You have to discuss in beta. Yeah, I agree. Depends. The slach. There's Muhammad lekas. How you learn that? That's the tla, yeah? The tzala, pshana, Rashi, only something that could be that's consumed. hundred percent. That's the I do Not agree with to the tslach, but you're right. That's the Shita of the Nodabuddha. Awesome. Okay. Good point. So then that wouldn't be an answer. You have to figure out. So why is Rav Machm here? Good point. Fine. the I'm gonna show you that our Mishnah goes with shmuel the katani our mishnah said kever." Mm. if the non-jew made a or he dug a grave halach is he covered by so you saw allowed to bury uh use it for, for their own burial what do you see from here even though perhaps it was made for a jew we don't know i we see from Misveka. Shari, sharif is only a suffix it's mutter so why don't we say the same thing over here when it comes to the flute as long as there's, a, there's a, a possibility that it wasn't brought in from too far away, we should say Mitzvah Keshari. So this aligns with the opinion of Shmua. So that is one Mishnah that goes to Shmua. We have another B'risa that goes to the Rav. You have a Mishnah like this. You have a town where you have Jews and non-Jews living together. And there was a bathhouse that people used to bathe on Shabbos. Now, let's assume... The non-Jews would use it on Shabbos, and now you're going to uh, the estro is going to come out of shul. You know the air conditioner wasn't working in the shul at Shabbos. He wants to jump in the shower right after Shabbos. So im reiv nachrim if most of the town people are non-Jews. So the erev. Saturday night, after Shabbos, a Yisrael is allowed to use it right away, right? This is our Dunkadonis case, a regular Shabbos, we go to Breadsmith, most people in town that eat Breadsmith are not Jewish, so therefore when they baked bread or muffins on Shabbos, you're allowed to consume it after Shabbos, no problem. However, in Yisrael, if most of the city is Yisrael, or most of the constituents, most of the customers are Yisrael, then Yamtin, you have to wait, have to wait on Matzah Shabbos. This is what we call the amount of time it would have taken for them to have started the Malacha after Shabbos. So in our case of the muffins, I think it was like a half hour. When we figured out how long you'd have to wait, uh, Dunkin' donuts. But it has, would have to be in order that they themselves can heat up the water. Now they don't have to do it, but the point is that I'm not having benefit that they warmed up the water on Shabbos. What about mechza, mechza? 50-50, uh, you know, a split city, 50-50. So then, same thing, you're not allowed to use it right away. You have to wait until they heat up the water. So what do you see from here? 50-50 sounds like a soft fake. And we are Machmir, they have to wait. So that sounds like Rav. So we have one Mishnah goes with Shmuel, with, uh, with Rav, and another Mishnah goes with shmur. Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Rabbi said, just, just by the way, a Halacha on that Mishnah, the let's say there's a small bath, so you don't need such a, a heavy work of, of heating up the water. if there's a you know, prime minister, if there's someone important there, then you're allowed to take a bath in there right away. What does that mean? My Rishos, I'm Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Rabbi that uh that im Yeshba Adam Khashiv, if he is if there's an Adam Khashiv that's means he's using this bath, Shiyeshlaya Sara Vadim Shemham Laya Sarah Kumkumin, Bavas Achas ketana. you could ha he he has ten servants that would uh heat up waters in kumkum in these uh pitchers. In order for that in five, six minutes, he has a full bath of hot water, assuming he's not going to blow the fuse. So then you're allowed to use it right away after, Sh- after Shabbos. Since at the end of the day, you could assume, or you could, you could uh, say, theoretically, they didn't have to have heated it up on Shabbos. For me, he could have asked these 10 people. Maybe he did, in fact, ask 10 people to heat up the kumkum, kum, the, the, the kettles. And it wouldn't have taken too long. So already after Shabbos, you'd be allowed to bathe in that. Then our missioner said, Asu <laughs> kever. is, if the nakhri just made a kever, so then you're allowed to use it. If he made it for Yisrael, then the Mishnah said you cannot use it. So amai, why is a mutter to use the, the grave or the coffin? That was made on Shabbos. When it comes to the bathhouse, we said we have to, you know, 50 50, we have to wait in So the Gemara says, You're right. So you really, really, you should have to wait uh, for the amount of time that it, that it would take to, to actually do this after Shabbos. So it takes an hour to dig it, so you have to wait an hour after Shabbos. So says, No, our case of our mission is, but I made this ratya. The case where the Nakhri made this coffin, or, the, or I'm sorry, where he made the, the, the grave. That's talking about Asrata. Asrata, we always mention it when we talk about Roshul Sarabim. It means a public thoroughfare, a highway. So only uh, kings would be buried you know, in these public places. So it made sense that this was not made for a Jewish uh, person. So then you're allowed to use that, you know, after, after buying it, right? You're allowed to use that uh, even right after Shabbos, because he obviously did not make it for a Jew. So the prophet says, not Kever, fine. You're talking about the grave itself. Makes sense. Where's this aring? The coffin is a movable movable item. So how do you know that it wasn't made for a Jew? The coffin was put on a grave of a non-Jew. So you would really assume that this coffin was intended for that grave, for that non-Jew. And you, you, know, you gave him a good price, and you paid for it. See, so obviously, did not make it to be sold to Jews. So therefore, uh, you're allowed to use it right after Shabbos. Next, Mishnah. Halacha is on Shabbos, you're allowed to do whatever is necessary. For the Tsarche So there are many things that we do. It's all brought down in Hey. There's also a Sefer called the Mavriyabla. It goes through many of these Minhagan that we have. But the Gemara cites some of them. So, called They do everything that is necessary for the mace. So, Sachin they anoint him with oil and they wash him with water. You're not allowed to move an Aver, uh, a limb on Shabbos. Even though you're not lifting, because the mace the is Muksa, the Gemara's going to go through why a dead person is Muksa. So you're not allowed to move mukhs on Shabbos. So I would think you're only not allowed to move the entire person. What about moving a hand? Still, even part of the body is also us, or Even if you're not moving the entire uh, the entire uh, mace itself. Just by the way, this this Mishnah. Uh, is born into halacha regarding the uh, Shabbos clocks. We actually have one there. So there's a home. Is if, if a Shabbos clock? Forget about if you're allowed to change it on Shabbos. Let's assume you're allowed to do something. We'll have to discuss it at a different time. Are the pieces considered muktzah? Can I move the clock on Shabbos? So some want to say that if it's muktzah, you can't move it. Look at this Mishnah. The Mishnah says that even if you're not moving the entire box, just moving part of the Shabbos clock, even though it's stationary. The actual entire piece is not moving. You see from here, it's a very good ride. I think of Shlomo Zaman Urbach brings this. I'm not sure how he passes at the end. But this is mentioned in that discussion regarding Shabbos clocks. Do we say that it's Muksa to move a little bit of it, even though you're not moving the entire mace? Here we see clearly boy uh, Aver. Then the mission says, you could uh, take out the pillow from underneath their head. So you let him uh, lay down on the on the sand. On the, on, the, on the floor, what was the point of this that it cools off, it stays moist, it doesn't uh, get too hot. So that helps preserve the body. They're allowed to tie the jaw. They don't want the a mace to be with the jaw open. So you tie it. You want to close it. However, on Shabbos, you're not allowed to move it. So you could tie something around it. Not that it closes that it shouldn't expand and open up more. the same halacha applies, kaira, shinishbra. let's you have a tile that falls or a beam, so same, you have to put a bed frame or a like a bench, to hold uh, hold up this beam, however, loisha you can't prop it back, that it's going to put it back into place, that doesn't keep falling lower, so you have to prop, up the let's see, have a door or something that's falling off its hinges. You have to keep it in its, in its place, but you can't put it back together. So, similar halacha. So, the Gemara is like this. So a, yeah, why's the why's the body why's The, uh, the Gemara is going to explain. We have this way back, even Davinamakh, the Gemara is going to say is muksa once he's no longer alive. So we'll see. It's a very interesting Gemara. There was a story with the Talmud of Rav Meir. So he once went in after him to the base of Merchaz, to the, the mikvah, to the bathhouse on Shabbos. Or maybe Rabbi Meir lived before they made the like xera on bathhouses. So it could be they went Friday night for the Schwitz. So bikesh lahadiach karka. See, it was his Talmud. So he wanted to make something nice for him. So he figured, I'll, I'll wash the floors. I'll uh, I'll clean the floor in front of Rabbi Meir Look, like, you know, look cover a mayor. I'm a lawyer. mayor said, "I do to wash the floor on Shabbos." They say, "You know what? Lasuch kakka. I'll put oil on the on the ground for you, Rameyer. I'm a lawyer. Ain't You're not allowed to put oil on the ground on Shabbos. So it's very nice that you're trying to be mechabed me and and honor me, but you're not allowed to do these things on Shabbos. So the what do you see from here? Now the Gemara is assuming the reason why Rameyer said it's aser is because that you're not allowed to." Make something wet or you're not allowed to put oil on something that's muksa. we're assuming at this point that ground is muksa. So the gemara's kasha is if ground is muksa and I'm not allowed to put oil on muksa, so how could our missioner say I'm allowed to put oil on the mace? Isn't the mace also considered muksa? So the gemara says no, nothing to do with muksa. There's there's no muksa component of the ground and it has nothing to do with why w Ramey or City oil or wash the floor. In the bathhouses, even if they had stone floor, one could, ma- one could make a mistake and say, if I'm allowed to wash the stone floor, I'm allowed to wash the dirt floor in Shabbos. And we know there's a problem of Ashvaye gumais. We had this so many times of leveling the ground. So that's why you're not allowed to wash or anoint the floor in Shabbos. It has nothing to do with muxa. And in fact, our mission is correct. You could wash or anoint a mace, but you cannot wash or anoint the karka. Mace be karka le No one's confusing a mace with the karka. Okay. So the Gemara said, the, the Mishnah had said, uh, let it do everything that's needed for the mace. So what's, what's everything? What is coal coming to include? So is coming to include that which we have in the brysum, a clay maker. They'll have to bring cups. Again, they didn't have refrigeration back then, so they had to do any, uh, any measure they, possible to keep the body from decaying and to cool it. So they'll bring clay maker, kailim, that cool. Uh, the body, which would be glass uh, cups, the klima and metal kalim manichin al kreis. They put it on the stomach of the mace, Kadesh so that the stomach doesn't swell. Upoikin es cover They close up the n'kavv of the holes in his mouth. His nose kidesh lati karismen ruach that the ear doesn't get in and it doesn't end up uh, decaying. Now the Shloima Shlima Uyur Bachmas, even said in Kahelis, he referred to the concept of the stomach of a mace uh, swelling and opening up. And we're gonna see this. So the pasik, I just read the full Pasik, the Pasik says, and we're going to darshan this Pasik throughout the rest of the daff, Ada Sheloy Rosek, Kesev, Vesarus, Gulas, Hazov, Visi Shaver, Karalamabu, Venoras, Hagagal, Elabar. So we're going to go through each one. So, and by the way, is is a warning, Klai Yisrael, warning a person that you should, like, Zahar as Boyrah, the You should remember Yaskar as Boyrah. Remember Akhantesh Baruch while you're still young. Don't wait until you're too old to do tshuva. Don't wait until you're too old, you know, before you accomplish things in life. So, this is the Pasuk. And the end of the Pasuk is telling Ada Shelly Yarosak before before the coffin, before the box, before uh, we, we we move on. So that, that's that's how he refers to to Misa. So what is this what do these words mean? Before, uh, before you uh you have the which means a silver rope would get snapped. So Zechashara that's talking about one's spine that it's similar to a rope and it's white and that's talking about when a person dies. So the rope is no longer going to be a strong rope. The sarat's gulas hazav and before your gulas hazav, gulas actually means a a a, um, a uh, like a well, a spring. We have this uh, in Mekveis, it quotes Psokim in Yeshua, uh, gulas Ilias Gulas uh, there's actually a safer in Hokchus called the um, the gulas ilias. Uh, one of the big places So gulas means a, a, uh, a spring. What's this referring to? It's referring to on a man. So ze which is paravirava. That's why it's called a mayan. So before that breaks, v'si shavar khar alamavua. What's the mavua? And that's what we try to get from this passage. Ze This is talking about the stomach, which is, uh, which is uh, thick, and it cracks open. It's hagagla perish uh, before. You should do shuvah before the galgal, is Habar talking about the excrement that comes out of a person? That's called uh, The Pesach says in is The Navi is chastising saying that. You're going to take the the excrement and you're going to wipe it on your face. That's going to be the excrement of your chagechem. And what does this mean? So, Rabbi the name Rabbi Chaga, talking about yam So, Rabbi adam, these are people They don't learn. They don't spend time learning. They make all their days like yantif. So, in Yiddish, there's a term for this. It's called Yantif in the vach uh, or something, right? That the whole the whole week. Is a your a whole week is uh, is yontif, so they don't learn. So Akolish Baruch was telling them, parish that It's not talking about yom and tov proper. Saying all you're doing is partying all day, so you could you could keep your uh, your parties fine. So anyway, we saw from that pasuk that shlemah melach bechachmasa refer to the concept of one's stomach cracking open uh... after they die so you see that is one of the things that we try to do as kavod <laughs> a to put some cold glasses or metal kalim al kreisai kadesh fuach. so amar levi, amar papi, amar bishul, achar yamim three days after one dies kreisai nefkaas, the stomach cracks open v'nefellos lo'i and it literally uh, uh, shoots out everything and it falls on his face. he Marisla in the stomach. Kielu tells him, Take back all the food you ate, all that junk you ate all these years. So uh, take it back. Interesting. Comes the mission. The mission says, you're not, allowed, you're not allowed to close the eyes of a mace on Shabbos, even once they, they have passed on. Uh, you know how luckily we do this in your day. It's brought down as covered a mace, but not on Shabbos because of mukza. And not even during the week, while the person is still alive, so there's a whole discussion of end of life care of, of what halacha has to say. So here we say, a person cannot close the eyes, but be a dime. you're closing someone's eyes when they're still alive, uh, even during the week, will be If someone closes the eyes of a, of a mace, while the person's still alive, but even the last few moments, they're called a the murderer. So in halacha, this is called, referred to as Chayesha. The concept of even a moment of life is considered uh, significant. In the, in the world of uh, Hasidus, also there's a discussion of Chayesha. Let's say a person, he's doing averis, and he has a moment, one minute of chias of doing mitzvahs. It's also significant. Chayesha, just, just a minute of, of chias of life. So either way, the Mishnah says, that one cannot do this on Shabbos because of Moksha And during the week, only when a person is no, is, is uh, pronounced dead, mm-hmm. halachically, then you could do it. Otherwise, one, one should not touch the mace, one should not touch the goises. So, we said the person is considered a murderer. Why? Is this a moshal? It's a parable. So you have a fire that's flickering and going. It's almost out. And a person doesn't want to wait for it to just go. Other You put your hands on it, and it, it extinguishes it. So you did it be a daim. so that should not be done. And there's a whole discussion, and we're not going to talk about it now. Not, not the platform for this discussion, but there's a, a whole uh, uh, halachic work regarding end of life care, what is considered doing something be a dayim, and. Uh, no one should know from these shilos. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Oymer, she is atzmu einav shalmei. So let's say it's Shabbos. So you're part of the chevrakadish. You want to close the eyes of the mace, but you know the cover of mace but you're not allowed to touch them on Shabbos. So what do you do? So there's a trick. You blow wine into their nostrils. V'nosin shemen berise einav. You put oil between their eyelids. You grab onto the two. Uh, Toe, uh, the big toes of their feet. You gotta touch. You can't move it. Somehow the eyes will close on their own. Tanya. So this is uh, this is uh, Beryl's question. The halachic status of a of a mace. Tanya. If you have a baby that's uh, one day old, love uh, as a you're Mahal Shabbos for for him. Happens to be even uh, even a, a fetus. We're Shabbos for. Not just for, for a baby. But okay. So, uh, and that's where Moshe says abortion's rechitza uh, because you see there's, a, there's there's a life there. Some hold not. But that's that's the. Uh, it's interesting. The Mishnah here says, the bride says, but David Melch Yisro. David Melch not right? So Maze, a a love a You can't be Shabbas. We have a story way back in the beginning of Meshaq Shabbas that Shalom Malach wasn't sure what to do. He said, of the maze, you know, Davana died, and they told him to use a kikar or a to bring him back in. So we see from here they he could be David but the person's no longer on this world. So we know the famous story with the Volunigai on his deathbed, he was crying that for a few dollars you could purchase a uh, Pirit and once a person passes on, you're no longer amongst the living, so then you cannot be mechayim that. So the, the body no longer has that kedusha. So Why? Because the Torah says, now the truth is this, this one year, one day old baby is not doing any mitzvahs right now. Still the Torah says, Shabbos ehad, it's worth it to be mechal al- one Shabbos that through that you mechal Shabbos one, save a person's life, they'll be able to keep Many shabbosim in the future. David Melech Yisrael may is a mechal of the shabbos. Why kaven shemais adam? Once a person moves on to the next world, batal mina they can no longer be mekayim any mitzvah. So chaperai and chol, as we are told, the gemara tells us that the person should grab all the mitzvahs he can in this world. Behind the dama Rabbi Yochanan about that with mesim a person is free. Kaven shemais adam nasa chavshi they become free from mitzvahs. There's no longer they're no longer able to be mekayim. When you have a one-day-old baby, you don't have to watch him from mice and from uh, other weasels because they're not going to bite him. Because he's alive, you have Oig Melachabashan. This giant, when he's no longer alive, you have to guard him. Minachul and minachron, the mice are going to eat him. Because there's some type of fear that a Kaddish put in. In uh that, that uh, animals are afraid of us. Shenemar Umeraachem. We have this in uh, in Parshas Noach. Umeraachem and Yeh. In the pasuk says, I call What does that mean? Calls much Adam Chay. When a person is alive, a Moslem who tells alabrias, the fear of him is put on the creatures. Once he dies, but la there's no longer any fear, and therefore, you have to guard oig melach from the rats. Amra papa nikitinon. We have a masayra ari abe Nafel, that a lion will not attack two people. So the Gemara says, hold on, you see in the news that people do get uh, uh, attacked by lions. So the Gemara says, that's like Rami R- R- bar That's like Rami said. Rami bar in let us Chaya only has uh, dominion, only could, could uh, attack a person once the per, the the person looks like an animal. That uh, if someone is ruled by the Chayas, it must be that he he's kabahimus nidmu, he looks like an animal, whatever that means on that level. So that's why the animals can have some dominion over him. Another Gemara, Amra sechidi. a person is not allowed to sleep, in his house alone, if someone sleeps in their home alone, there's a shade called Lilas that will attack the person. So, this is not brought down in Shulchan Aruch, yet the Muggen of Rum does bring this down. The Mishnah and Simon Reish Lamites, then the Chalik Base, he brings it down as well that a person is not allowed to sleep. So, the truth is, uh, many people sleep alone. There's a Machoikes in the Rishonim if this means in your house. Usually, bias in the Gemara means room. So it means you, you can't sleep alone in your room. What should a person do? So there's various different uh, aids is given in halakha. So first of all, it's, it has to do with shadim. him. So perhaps we don't pass them this. Shulchan don't bring it down. So that would be one uh, reason to be made. Oh, th- where it does come up in the, in the paiskim, they talk about, I think the Chabina Rav has a chuva on this, sleeping in a sukkah alone is that mutter? meaning if someone is machmir for this, can a person sleep in their sukkah alone? So he says, perhaps, so someone extend that to a mezuzah, that wouldn't apply to, let's say, in a hotel room, there's no mezuzah. So there's another eitzah. the Gemara tells us, I think they brought us from the stipler, maybe, that avuka, that when it comes to uh, shade in, they're scared of avuka, a torch, so if you keep a lamp on, or a light on, in the house, that should be fine. Again, I don't know, uh, if this, the minna gets to be so ma'chmer for this halach of ossalishim of sechidi, perhaps those that are more into siguli stuff, shadim, uh, uh, and those various things, they'll be more ma'chmer for this gemara. Vitania, a Abrisya, of Shimon, Allah, I say you should give tzedakah when you have the, the means to do it. Atcha as long as you're able to find while you're still able to find people that need it and you still have the money and you still have control over it so meaning give tzedakah when you can don't wait and this is the same passage we brought before so you should remember when you're still young before the bad days come these are the days of old age where a person is not have the strength and the capacity to do what he was able to do when he was younger. And there's going to be a time where you're going to, there's going to be a uh, uh, there'll be no desire. What does that mean? So this opinion holds that in the times of Mashiach there will be no longer opportunity for you to give tzedakah because everything will be taken care of. There will be no or or uh, says what will be the difference between today and when Mashiach comes? The being uh, controlled by the Mashiach, that's the only thing that's going to be different. We're going to have Melach Mashiach will be in charge of Christ so we'll be able to live uh, true uh, liberty, but we'll still have Taivas and we'll still have Messianic in life, so there will still be. Opportunity to give people money. There'll always be an There'll always be people that will need uh, support. So the Pasuk is not referring to Yemaisa Mashiach. Tanya, Omer. You should always daven that you don't come into poverty. Why? Because this is the Derech the HaTava of the world. Meaning without fila, typically a person... Uh, is likely to, to have a to be poor. Why if you personally were not poor, your son will be. your grandson will be poor. Someone without tefillah will will be considered an Ani. the passage says because of this thing, and the passage continues, the ton of the bear of Ishmael, what does this mean? The Glaal? Gal we know there's a famous song, "Galgala uh, Heuser. There's a concept of that a, a p-mazel, when it comes to a person's individual life, it's a Gagala Heuser, like the Wheel of Fortune. So at some point, some, someone in the family is going to be poor. However, Balazar Kapra tells us that you could control, you could have uh, input in that. With tefila, therefore, la <laughs> oylam yavakish adam rachamim al midazu. Rabbi Yosef, Nikitin, and we have a High tzurv mei Rabbanat Hamachom, loy mi'ani will not be poor. So Gemara says, on, v'alka chazinu demi'ani." We do see tamed rachamim, and they are not wealthy. So Gemara says, "In Isa demi'ani, if they are in fact poor, ahaduri apiskleim hader." I don't see them going around knocking on doors begging for money. Amar Rabbi the visor of once told his wife, "Ki asi anya." When a poor person comes to the door, you should bring bread to him. Meaning, don't wait for them to ask. Go, go greet them by the door with food. So when your son goes around collecting money, he'll be paid back and people will give him food. So she tells him, are you cursing me that, that we should have our children being poor? The passage says, the time to be a rishmal goggle who shechizer by them. It's a goggle a It's a wheel, wheel of fortune. And therefore, it's inevitable that someone in our family is going to be poor. Tanya, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Oimer. It says, but the Pasuk in Yerni Dachas says, This is a famous Gemara. It's an opportune time, right before uh, Elul. Rosh Hashanah, kol a Marachim brioz, someone who has rachmanes on people. Marachimin, min alav Then ha And Baruch will have mercy on him. He's a captain. Everyone that does something against him has to face his wrath. He's not someone who's a rachamim. So then Imurahman <laughs> Allah Shamain then a Qadashbuh who's not gonna have mercy on him when he needs uh when he needs the Rahmanas. Okay, then the Pasik in that same Pasik in Kahalas which said it's Kharis Bahrachabi may be Kharisakha, then it said Arasheloy Tech Shakeshva, meaning before before a person dies, so we use. In various words. before the the uh, sun and the light darken. What does that mean? The sun is zu the person's forehead, the and a person's nose. the moon, that's referring to person the Shama, but while still in your guf. So then you should uh, do tshuva, and you should do mitzvah the stars, the cheeks, while they're still have color in it, a person should do mitzvahs. So that's what shlomo HaMelech is telling us. So what does that mean? Zuma R, the eyesight, when a person cries, too much crying will cause a person to be blind. So we're going to have two agaratagamars on that. Some are Shmuel, when it comes to crying, until a person's 40 years old, Hadra, the tears come back, but after 40, they don't. It will not come back. So, this eye shadow they used to put into their eyes for medicine, eye drops, it helps your eyesight. As long as you're not 40 years old. But once you're past 40, in the Kanva Eilach, you use a whole uh, container full of, eye, of, uh, of uh, eye drops. What it literally means is uh, the abyssna um, degridoi, the beam of a weaver. So then, it could stand, meaning it can maintain your eyesight, but it will not improve. Your eyesight. So the Gemara says, "My what, kamash." What, what, what is he trying to tell me? That even if I use this large amount, it's not going to help. He's telling you that the kama that the thicker the eye salve or this uh, cosmetic thing is, the better it is for the eyes. But after forty, you can only do maintenance. You won't be able to improve your eyesight. Let's do one more Gemara. Rabbi Hanina brate. Rabbi Hanina's daughter. Passed away. He wasn't crying for her. He wasn't crying over her. So I'm wife said, "What? His wife apikas What? It's just a simple chicken died, and you have no feelings. why are you not crying?" my Allah. He said, "Tarti? Do I need two tragedies in my life? She should die. and I should become blind. So what am I supposed to do? I'll cut my losses." So Allah. "Kihadam the name of Ediosi, the son of Ketirasa, and there are six types of tears three of them are good and they're they're good for your eyes and three of them are bad so which ones are which so Ashan tears that come when you when you are exposed to smoke so that and crying over when a person's in the bathroom and it brings him to tears. So all these things are rice, they are not considered good. They're bad. However, when a person puts an eye shadow or some type of refua, or a person's laughing so much that they're crying from laughter, or you're cutting an onion, you're cutting a vegetable, a fruit that, uh, that's sharp, causes you to cry. They are indeed good for a person. These are the various types of tears. And uh, that's who uh, held like, and therefore, didn't want to cry excessively for his daughter. Okay, I should uh-huh.